All right. We're back. We are eight, back eight, in the eight, closet. Eight, yeah. Eight, eight, eight. Ah, ah. Our sacred space. Our sacred space. Hey, y'all. We hope y'all had a merry, merry Christmas. Yes. Um. Yeah, so half of the holiday is over. So now we are left with New Year's. So guess what, what Duffy and I will be talking about today? New, new Year's. Year. New Year, new me. New, new Year. Same, Same me. old me. Nothing has changed. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, things have changed, but we're going to talk about all of that. Like what we learned um, over the course of 2018, that raggedy bitch. Um, we're going to talk about uh, our New Year's resolutions mm-hmm. and just what we're going to be doing going into 2019. So sit back, relax, and hang with us. We Josen. We Josen, y'all. Okay, so how have you been? How was your Christmas? Christmas was actually nice. Um, Christmas is my grandmother's birthday. Oh, nice. She made 103 this year. Fantastic. Yeah. And she's really getting up there in age. Um, and it just kind of humbled me and reminded me of, you know, what the holidays should be about Um which is spending time with family and really enjoying your loved ones mm-hmm. um, and giving them their flowers while they're here. Oh, yeah, for sure. Which I'm... doesn't necessarily have to be like presents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's just being around, appreciating every moment that you get to spend with them. Like, I feel that way about my grandmother because mm-hmm. I remember um, how I, I lost my grandfather. It was just so like sudden and unexpected. Yeah. And from that point forward, um, I just was been I've just been so adamant about like making sure I spend time with my grandmother. Not that I didn't, because I'd be at her house every Sunday right. anyway. Which y'all do really well. Like we we are consistent, but um, I realized that I I had taken you know advantage of the fact that they're here, you know, mm-hmm. and just like that, I lost one of the most important people in my life, like in a in a minute. And so I um, definitely, definitely am all for giving people their flowers while they are among us, while they are with us. Um, Appreciate every moment. Yeah. Um, But yeah, my Christmas was pretty much the same, like, chill, usual, hanging out by my people and um we do a gift exchange we do like a a secret santa thing oh that's nice Mm -hmm. that takes care of a lot of family members oh yeah everybody gets the gift and it's usually pretty funny Mm -hmm. um so yeah no i i i love um i love the holidays by my uh grandmother's house i haven't been like so much in like the holiday mood but Mm -hmm. yes like not yesterday but christmas day was a good day yeah so today we are talking um what we've learned over the course of 2018 about life, about yeah. ourselves, um resolutions that we have, you know, we we're going to go in and be just open books. So um yeah, no judgment y'all. <laughs> Don't judge us. Um, I think that 2018, from what I can gauge, from what I've heard other people say, like, mm-hmm. I, I haven't heard too many people say 2018 was very gracious to them, honestly. Yeah. Like, it was a, it was a trying year. It was 
a lot of, like it just seemed like a lot it, happened. It was like a slap in the face. Yeah, that's a good way to describe it. It was like it. I was going in this direction and I was slapped <laughs> so fucking hard. Yeah. Like slap box slap. And I turned and went in the exact opposite direction. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, no, it's uh 2018 was a wild one. So, who, what do you want to start with? Just kind of talking about what we learned over the course of the year and then kind of segue into our resolutions? Yeah. Let's do it that way. So, who wants to start? You want to start? Can start with you, what you've learned. Start. Okay, you want me to start? Yes. Um, who? Okay, so what did I learn over the course of 2018? Um, I think I learned a lot about, um, myself and that, like, I am just really green, I guess. Huh. Like, um, so, uh, okay. Green? I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm really, like, naive in, in, in some ways. And that naivety actually led me to you know kind of like depression (laughs) if you will so um I've been rather vague about my um experience like with school and relationship like I've touched on it a little bit in different episodes but I haven't really given too much detail but I feel context is warranted here to fully understand I guess you know what I've learned and also how it ties into my resolution I feel like this is gonna be a cathartic episode ha <laughs> so much catharsis but you know what and too like I, I hope like in us being able to tell our stories as well people get something you know from it to know like hey you're not alone yeah we all go through stuff you know and it's okay to go through it as long as you come out on the other side like you know a winner you might not become out unscathed but you are a winner. <laughs> yeah, um, yes. But, yeah, so, let, like, let's start with school. So, um, 2000, from, let's see, November 2016, November 2017. Um, yeah, from, like, about that to that, well, really up until December. So, November 2016 to no to December 2017 was a wild fucking ride in regards to a practicum experience that I had, um, which resulted in me being pushed back a year in my program. Right. And that was what kind of offset this kind of new, like, I wouldn't say new version of me, but that, that hit me so hard that I don't think that I ever necessarily fully recovered. Um, and so when 2018 rolled around, yeah, like, you know, like, and I mean, you could definitely relate to this because we've had our own separate experiences with school where it's just like, you know, what is this? Right. Like they, the, the, the blows come and the blows come hard. So what am I doing? So 2018, like in January, 2018 was like the first time ever that I had finally seemed to have resolved that issue. Like it wasn't you know, really gonna be a thing anymore. Um, but overall I went into um two thousand eighteen with this kind of trying to have like a renewed experience, like trying to regain myself and that confidence that I had lost in that mm-hmm. experience because I felt so alone and unsupported 
Um, I had definitely some classmates who, you know, were there for me. And I had, like, so um some of our staff who was, like, extremely supportive. Um, shout out to Hillary. Yes. But um, it was really just it was trying so 2008 like the beginning of 2018 was really me trying to regain my footing as you know a confident student as somebody who is completely capable after people essentially telling me you know like making me feel as though I wasn't and so um I learned a lot about my endurance in in that regard because um I had, uh, you know, like this new supervisor that I was just trying to, you know, get acquainted with and really learn about. And, you know, I had to overcome some of those fears of being able to be open and communicating with this new person that um, I was afraid, like, you know, the same thing could happen again to me where, you know, it's like you're hearing one thing, but something else is happening and whatnot. So, like, I was taking it slow like I had some you know like two people there with me um two junior colleagues if you will yeah who um definitely like we looked out for each other I think and then my supervisor like actually began to bring out a lot of the good in me because um there were times where I was like annoyed about something but I, I you know I stepped out and I just said something about it or I had an opinion about a report and you know, I, I just talked about it or whatever. And like, I, slowly but surely, I was like, yes, this is this is the Brie that came into this program, like 2015. Like this is I'm starting to look like her again. So you're feeling better. Yeah, like I, as, a, as a student to to be to be like someone like me, mm-hmm. who has never experienced failure per se yeah. in school like I've like, school has always been something that's come relatively easy to me yeah. not that we don't have our challenges but I'm a good student um I love being studious you work hard as hell you know like that's my thing and so to have that kind of experience and to try and recover from that I'd never had to I, like that was totally new to me I'd never experienced anything that could have taught me how do you bounce back from a blow like that yeah and so um from january until june of 2018 was really just like bounce back bounce back and there was like this time in there where it like it tried to snatch me back because the same person that was involved in the previous situation one of the people involved in the previous situation was still like had some hang-ups about something and whatnot but um God spoke to me in a moment and while I was in a meeting with that person and said, like, release. Because <laughs> I was angry. I was mad. Like, you know me. Yeah. You know how mad, you know how mad I was. But God said, release. Let it go. Release. Yeah. And in that moment, that, like, the tide turned. And so, and that was probably, I can't remember what month that was, but like things started to change and started to work more so in my favor. Mm. And so, um, the remainder of the year, once that practicum experience was over and I got into the new practicum experience and whatnot, it was like a, a, the, the job of maintaining that confidence that I had mm-hmm. and also regaining my footing in something that I felt really strongly about like doing therapy because I left my master's program feeling like oh yeah I'm really good at therapy mm-hmm. um and so now doing it in a new context not as someone who's studying counseling but someone who's studying like to be a clinical psychologist and how does that look different 
what do I do differently now? Yeah. And so um, there's been times where, like, you know, my confidence has been a little shaky, but I'm reminded of how I, like, beasted back, you know, like, into, or I got back into beast mode, like, last year. So, you know, take that same energy, get, you know, get it done. And so mm-hmm. as far as, like, academics and whatnot, I've been I've been getting back to that, like, sense of self where I'm just, I feel good. I'm starting to feel good again. It's not all the way there. And I think it's still going to take some time because we still got some roller coasters to ride, but we ain't even we, we ain't even touched one of the hardest <laughs> the hardest things. Yeah, we still going, but yeah. I'm getting there. But before you go into relationships. Yeah. Like what about school and you? Like what um, have you learned? I have zero motivation. Okay. Um, I feel like we had the same kind of thing that came up with like practicum and, you know, really not really understanding what the the expectations are going into certain things. Yeah. Um, and on the one hand, it's kind of like, OK, so how much of this is on me and how much of this is me walking into a situation unprepared? Mm. You know, mm-hmm. so I also left out of that situation completely angered just because of like the amount of work that I put into like this last practicum year when when I tell you it's not just a matter of us going to like practice and say yes I sat down with these people and you know it seems like they're doing well no we have to actually it's it's academics so we actually still have to talk about why we're doing what we're doing with the person Um, why are we seeing results? Are we actually seeing results? If not, what are we going to do differently? And then also bring all of the knowledge that we've learned thus far in terms about the person's specific illnesses from a biological, psychological, and social standpoint, bring all of that information into how we like think about this person. Right. So we have to do that so much where I just feel like I just burnt out of it Mm -hmm. like i am tired of you know putting out everything that i've learned thus far Mm -hmm. and to not know if that's going to be enough oh yeah so yeah no i feel that that's where that's where i was for 2018 um and just once again just like um brie being a year behind because of it and just feeling like, you know, next year, I want it to be finished. Right. And I mean, honestly... And we will. We kinda. will. Because the thing is, like, as far as, like, our courses, both um, Duffy and I are, like, on track with everything else. It was just these two separate experiences that kind of threw us a curveball. Yeah. But I think, too, with the lessons that we could, like, that we learned and, like, yeah. learned in this process is that... Um, look for the silver lining. Yeah, that would be a great lesson. Look for the silver lining because in like my negativity and like thinking about what was supposed to happen, like mm-hmm. what I wanted to happen, what I would have wished to happen. I think that I'm missing the silver lining. I'm missing the blessing or opportunity right. because like this also has been like a year, another year of study where mm-hmm. I get to perfect what it is that I do, where I get to um, just practice more about what I've, more of what I've learned and right. just feed that back into myself so that I don't go out into the field and not like get lost. Right. You know? 
right um to gain more knowledge that i didn't have the opportunity to gain yet um there's more time to practice yeah more time to practice we get more uh internship opportunities mm-hmm. that when that time rolls around which is actually that do you do you realize like that time to do that is not that far away like within a couple of months we have to start working on our applications right so Whew. We're not that far off. So. We're not. We're not that far. <laughs> well, so, like, what I've what I've just what I've learned, I would say, other than you know, look at the silver lining, mm-hmm. um, and look at the blessing mm-hmm. within what's going on, mm-hmm. is just to also take the time to truly be prepared for yourself. Yes, you know, don't think that just because you're in a position where others are supposed to give you the information that you need to work, Mm -hmm. that that's actually going to happen. So like be more aggressive in your learning. Oh yes. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That just spoke to me just now. Like for real. Cause I get super anxious about that. Mm -hmm. Like, like right now we're supposed to be on a break yeah. But I'm just like, but you know what you could be doing? You could be reading your CBT book. You could be working on your qualifying exam stuff. Like you could like all of this stuff. Like it makes me so anxious to the point where I just avoid. Yeah. But I know like I want to. Like I think probably if not probably not this weekend because I have a lot going on. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, be a, getting that aggressiveness back like Remember when we first came into the program and mm-hmm. we were just so wide-eyed and bushy-tailed? Yeah. And we were just, we wanted to know everything. We were, like, we started making EPPP um, study guides yes, our already. first year. <laughs> like, already. Like, we like, were on we top to of it. Yeah. And not that we aren't still on top of it. Not that we have We used become, to read all those articles. Yeah, like, we're still good students, but that... That those, drive. That drive, those blows, yeah. that burnout, you know, yeah. like, if anybody, any, anybody listening to this who's ever been through grad school, no matter what you've studied, you're probably very familiar of how, you know, like, the the distinction between your undergrad experience and your grad school experience, and how, you know, it's just, the work seems to double, yeah. and it, um, it tries everything it tries your patience it tries your sanity it like it like I said I think I said this on the last episode where I was like I went into the hallway one time like I just the stairwell like I got up out of class went into the stairwell and boo hooed yeah I lost my cool like around in front of a teacher (laughs) like in that situation that I had mentioned like um it just I was I you know and still to this day I the breed that I was in 2015 versus the breed that I am now. There's so many pieces of that that girl that I miss. Yeah. I miss her. Like, she was vibrant. She was excited about everything. She was naive as, as hell, you know, like, but she was still, you know, like, green to a fault, though, that it was, like, just a lot more going, a lot more bubbly, a lot more, like, all of those things. And these experiences have tried me, but there was... But in that, like you said, like, you know, it's the silver lining. Mm-hmm. The silver lining for sure. So I think that's what I got from school. And then other than that, really, you know, when you lack motivation like that. Yeah. You really have to stop. You have to not stop. You have to work and put yourself in 
um, positions relentlessly until you can find what sparks your motivation again. Yeah. You have to because otherwise you, you can, like, lack of motivation can leave you stuck. Oh, yeah. So I learned that. Mm-hmm. Um, actually going on that conference that I went on, the hypnosis conference, that actually like boosted my motivation and because it gives me, pa- it gives me my passion back. You know, right. it's like when I went through that conference and I realized what I could do with that mm-hmm. with, with clients, even though I'm like a little anxious about it, but right. Having that feedback from other professionals, these people who were at this conference like have their PsyDs, they have their PhDs, mm-hmm. they're in their fields already, and mm-hmm. they're like, "So you haven't practiced this before?" And I'm like, "No, I'm just practicing on yo." <laughs> and so, like having that kind of feedback is just like, "No, you have something here. Mm-hmm. This was given to you to do, mm-hmm. and so go back in and go do it, and do what you have to do." To do what you want to do. That's one of the quotes that I didn't mention last week. Say it one more time. Do what you have to do so you can do what you want to do. Yeah. I lived by that since I was like a little child. Yeah. No, that's good. I mean, like, yeah, grind it out until you see the results. And so you can like, you know, just be happy and be one with your results. And, okay. And don't worry if the process is not what you thought it would be. I mean, the process normally does not look like what we thought it would be. Like, you know, yeah. It, it's, this is it's not what you may want it to be. Imagine this. Yeah, no, I don't think I could have either. Like, mm-hmm. you couldn't tell me that I was walked in and was going to graduate in 2021 when my my, you know, I anticipated graduating 2020. You couldn't have told me. 2020, how beautiful. Girl. I had it all planned out. It would have been like I would have just turned 30. It was going to be a like double up celebration. But you know yeah. what though? I'm still blessed yeah. regardless of the situation because I walked out of a bad one into a much more um encouraging encouraging environment. I was linked with somebody who fed that gave me stern feedback but gave me good feedback constructive feedback Mm. who I felt genuinely wanted to see me thrive Mm. and when I was thriving when I got over my little like lumps and bumps and whatnot and I started producing work that was I mean good and they just like and they fed that back into me like yeah this is great yeah this is good oh I love your writing style like that kind of stuff and whatnot I mean hey I, I could I could have just you know, gone through and the person could have continued doing what they were doing and just passed me and then it yeah. would have been like... You would have got slapped in the face some other day. Right, <laughs> like it would have been something you else. And I'm so I'm, I'm forever grateful for that lesson because it also was a test of my faith. Yeah. And I had to really lean in, which I'm going to talk about my resolution too because this also relates to other things. But I had to lean in on faith. Like I had to really... If I say I'm, I believe... And I'm going to, you know, like step out on faith, believe that God's word for me, like he told me this. And so it must manifest into reality. He has his promises for me. If Mm -hmm. I believe that, I got to walk like I believe that. So regardless of what happens, regardless of whatever situation occurs, I have to believe that something good is happening in the midst of the storm. Mm -hmm. And something good, like, like I said, we got... You look at us now. We on our way. It's not perfect, 
but we've already seen some of the uh we've already seen some of the results of those experiences of yeah. like you know mine more soon i guess than yours because mine happened before yours so you're still watching things manifest exactly and so just yeah. to like listen to you and see you kind of like on the other side is very helpful yeah yeah um you've definitely been talking me up and i appreciate that because... <laughs> i gotta uplift another sister because i was like i think i'm gonna take off a, a semester and you was like but why <laughs> but sis we are almost We're, there but you almost don't finish so now you just drag along with this one just like you did the last one then boo like we are literally at the cusp mm-hmm. we are right there yeah. the thing is like with this next semester being that so much is at stake like the dissertation stuff has to be on point the qualifying exam stuff has to be on point Mm -hmm. we have to actually finish this practicum like i can't not be motivated though that's right so finding those pockets of motivation that's like that could be a resolution yeah that's but that's because it's not just you it's it's me too it's being it's going through like this you know a little depressive episode mm-hmm. in which I'm feeling low mood. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling very just unmotivated. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not enjoying activities with friends anymore. You know, mm-hmm. like it's the shit hit me hard. Like there's been a couple of days where I could not get out of bed and I'm grateful for the days that I've had, you know, like off or breaks or weekends. Oh, it's been me. Yeah, because it's like. You, you you always we and it's funny because we talk about depression and we talk about it from the other side being the individuals that help people through it, but then when it hits you, and you gotta fake it till you make it, and you just you you at a loss as, as to like how, but you mm-hmm. over here like with all the textbooks and all the things, mm-hmm. and you can manage to help your patients to get to a more stable condition and help them through their tough time, but you like literally real time sitting in front of somebody helping them and like stuck in a storm with Mm -hmm. yourself it's Mm -hmm. it has been an experience Mm -hmm. it has been an experience and i mean yeah so like the other thing too uh like relationship wise um yes i mean yeah i'm gonna open this coca-cola maybe one day we'll be able to do a an ad. Oh, you know how much money we would make from that? For Coke, Coca-Cola. That'd be fantastic. Girl, I love a good Coke. Coke is good. My grandmother used to love Coke. God bless her. <laughs> Your grand? Oh, other grandmother? My 103-year-old grandmother, when they used to actually put cocaine in Coca-Cola. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm, sh- I'm sure she did enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Woo. She was a working woman. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> see man that's not, our attention spans are i wouldn't say they're short but man do we get distracted easily, <laughs> easily. but um relationships uh yeah um how did that play into 2018 oh yeah i would surmise it as a shit show oh to say the least mm-hmm. i mean okay so context um and how this you know because this i think also too along with school this is also like heavily tied into my depression and how i realized that i was depressed um because i actually got into therapy probably october of 2017 is when i started 
and October I was October of 2017. Cause I was still in a relationship. When, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it. I got it. No, cause I was still. I went into therapy because of my relationship, like primarily school as well. But like I was at the point where I was, um, I was uh, doing a lot of crying. I was crying in the shower a lot. I was just feeling absolutely defeated um because you know just there are some things and I'm not gonna go into too much detail about that but there was just some some behaviors that I you know it kind of talked about and I asked you know my ex to about these things like these things are you know kind of they hurt me you know like that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and I just I you know I don't know like it for whatever reason it just it would click and then it wouldn't click and then it would click and then it wouldn't click. And I just remember like sitting in his driveway one time, just, you know, talking to him. And I was, um, you know, like I just looked like somebody had kicked my dog. Like, you know, I just looked sad. And he asked me, you know, like he was talking to me, he's like making real small talk. And that was just kind of making me feel sad too. And he, of course he asked what was wrong. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, gosh, how many times have I said what's wrong? You know, like, I'm sitting here looking absolutely defeated and you just don't seem to... Get it? Get it. But it's not like I haven't told you. So, like, it was just... I was in a bad space, man. I was in a bad space. And um, I got into therapy thinking that therapy would help me figure it out so I can help figure us out. Because mm-hmm. I didn't want to leave. That was a thing. But so fast forward, November 2017, uh, something occurred um, that prompted me to end the relationship. Um, And funny thing is, because this kind of ties into my resolution as well, is that I have been praying a lot about, you know, like, God, help me find an answer. Yeah. Like, I need need answers. I need to know what to do because I'm at a loss. I don't know what to do anymore. My hands are tied. I am just, I am at a loss I don't I'm confused I'm feeling just at the lowest that I can go and um he like he I was like give me a sign and I felt like he waited because you know that relationship was almost like six years off and on and um I don't I think that he waited to give me a sign when he knew that I would actually listen to him because the sign yeah. came in November 2017 and you know I got out. And so um I, like initially like going into the new year you know I was I was I felt like a weight had been lifted off of my shoulders like I was still very much, you know, in love and in my feelings but I had to part from my mental health, you know, cuz I didn't feel like my you know like that was being given the attention that it needed. And so I, um, mm. the first half of 2018 was like a process of kind of getting back to me and getting back into a happy space and just focusing on me, focusing on loving myself more and just kind of getting back to the happy space, you yeah. know? And at the time I was, I thought that, um, he and I would like, I guess, work things out. And stuff because he had expressed that he was interested in doing so. Yeah. And I, you know, and I believed him. Like, why wouldn't I? And so, you know, I was thinking, okay, cool. That's, you know, he's probably focusing on him. I'm just focusing on me. Uh, And so we'll 
Yeah. Get back together. I literally read an article, like, not long after we had broken up. And it was the craziest thing. Because it was, like, this article, the title was, like, um, the love of my life or something like that. And I are getting married one year after. Or I broke up with the love of my life and now we're happier than ever. Or something. Like, it was something like that. But the, the moral of the story is the girl had broken up with her partner. And she mentioned yeah. very similar things to my experience as to why. And so... Like, after that, they, it would have been, like, almost, like, a year so that they hadn't, like, they were just kind of, like, separated. But she was just getting back to a happy space. She was just out here just living life and loving life and, you know, getting back to a her she recognized. Yeah. And then in time, like, her ex started, you know, like, he began to show up, if you will. Yeah. And so then she was like, okay, well, I'm seeing the difference. I'm seeing the effort. I'm going to try. Yeah. And now they, I think they, they are actually the last time, because I, I, she's on Instagram. They have a vlog or whatever. They're married now, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, and they have okay. a one-year-old, well, two-year-old probably now. But, um, yeah, well, like, you know. actually takes, like, two people who of course. are both committed to. Of course. Number one, the relationship. Like, really yeah. wanting to have that relationship. Yeah. And then two, knowing that they want to have that relationship. Actually willing to go out and remove themselves from the current situation. Work on themselves. Yeah. Not for the other person, mm-hmm. but just for them to be a better person. Right. When they decide to get right. back together or try again. Exactly. And so, I mean, that, that's what I thought. And I was like, it's not like he couldn't go, you know, do what he wanted to. But I thought that if that were the case, that I would know. And yeah. so, like, if if he decided to do that and whatnot, or if he wasn't, you know, interested in me anymore, then that would be something that I would be made aware of. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, I um, basically kind of like that first half of 2018 was just getting back to this happy space and I was really actually doing a good job like I I I would tell anybody I was like yeah if if he shows up as like this you know he shows up different um I'm definitely willing to give it another shot but right yeah. now I just have to you know Bree Bree has not been happy Bree has been struggling Bria's came off of a wild ride at like yeah. school and and with the relationship stuff like it was just that shit's a lot a lot a lot like 2000 <laughs> if 2018 thought she did me a number 2017 was really working on my ass like it was it was not fun right. so um yeah no I so I um uh, definitely um was under one impression and so kind of to make a long story short, you know, um, female intuition and girl, <laughs> let me tell you something. Female intuition with, with about her. <laughs> She's always spot on. She, she knows. She, she does know. And she so knows. when she says something to you, you better you listen. Better fucking listening. Oh, and she, cause something told me after a couple of like different things popped up and I said, ask or whatever and mm-hmm. i did and i think you were actually around me i think because you you and um someone else were around me when that that happened because mm. we i think we we're at an open house and so um yep I remember. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah no i um uh, i asked outright i said are you are you dating sleeping with talking to interested in like i listed all of it 
any any of these things is that happening he yeah. was like uh well yeah a little bit of the above all of the above and then it was like well no not all of the above but i you know i do talk to people i can't be lonely all the time and i just felt like my world just caved yeah in that moment because i i i again the not being naive thinking you know like oh this isn't you know he's just I don't know if that's naive, though. If someone literally, like, says to you, and I think there's other signs you can look for because I've kind of had something similar happen. But, like, I don't think you were naive in the sense that when someone says to you, yes, I'm willing to go and work on myself and I'm going to work on being a better person so that in this relationship I can be, I can bring what I'm supposed to bring to the table, that's a commitment. You know what I'm saying? It's a commitment. It I, is. I guess. I mean, no, it is. And yeah. until it's a commitment, until that person says, of course, they have the right to to feel differently. Of at course, point. of course, of course. But it's also important with you having said that to someone. The expectation is that's what you're going to be doing. So you have to actually say, oh, hey, you know, I'm I'm actually doing something different. Yeah, it shouldn't necessarily be asked asked of you. Yeah, and I you mean, know what I'm saying because it doesn't right. give the other person the opportunity to know what's going on. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think the other thing is a person should more so volunteer that they want to go and work on themselves, and they should be able to like explicitly say what that looks like. That's I, I feel like that's how you would know mm-hmm. that they're serious if they can recognize their own issues and like talk talk to you about it from their own viewpoint with their own words not yours mm-hmm. and really think about the issues from their standpoint then it's it's probably more serious yeah and i think too that and that's that's like that was the learning po- uh point for me was that you know um you've you've seen other instances in which you know one thing is said and then something else is done and so I think that was the part where I just felt like super naive in that moment because I was just like, why didn't you know this? Why didn't you know that this was happening? Why, like, why did you think that that he would? And I beat myself up about that, and that's when I actually started to like the decline start to come back. Yeah, because like I was still riding off of that high of having been kind of like feeling the weight lifted like the like the depressive state that I was kind of in back then had kind of lifted up but in in just a matter of minutes or whatever over the actually because as soon as the intuition started to hit it started to creep back up on me or whatever like that and I was starting to hit that low excuse me to hit that low and so after that we had this whole going back and forth we were supposed to go to a movie together I went by myself I was, I guess, you know, I was being passive aggressively, like sending a message of, um, okay, well, if you're going to do that, then I'm going to do this. Like, if you're going to talk to other people, then I just can't be involved. And so I thought I would send that message just by posting the ticket stub, like that I went to the movie by myself. But, um, yeah, no, that did not tie it over well because that ended up being a very long argument. Um, in which, you know, like more blows that came, it was just like my, my reason for leaving was like completely invalidated. Um, he did not believe it was a valid reason, um, to, to leave. And he was really angry with me Mm -hmm. and he almost felt as though I was breaking up with him again. 
And I was just, you know, like I just, if it, it hit me, like it, it felt like you're talking about slaps or whatever like that. I felt like I got punched in the chest. Like, like I literally yeah. that whole time I felt like it was just like, damn, wait, you know, like, so it, what? It was just, it was like a lot. And so at that point was when I was like, I was walking on a tightrope. I was had real good balance from like December to to June, yeah. And then some, it was almost like someone shook the rope or whatever, and I was starting to lose my balance. So after that is when I started to go kind of like into like I started seeing myself kind of slip because yeah. even though we had really stopped talking, like you know he texted me on my birthday, and then it like you know it just hit me again, and so though like those few months or whatever I was actually trying to get back in my therapist because I had taken a break because I felt like I had gotten okay and it took some maneuvering because of scheduling and what like scheduling and stuff like that but um I was like I need to talk to somebody I really need to get back in with her because like um he just texted me for my birthday that was at one time I texted him for his birthday that was at one time and then like we talked a little bit in September one time, talked a little bit in October one time or whatever. And so mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going like, clearly he's, you know, like he's doing his thing or whatever. Like I kind of, at some point found out who he might be dealing with. And so I proceeded to just make sure that I kept all of that out of my view. Like I was doing a whole bunch of blocking and everything like that. Like mm-hmm. I didn't want to know because I, I knew that I was really in a very touchy, vulnerable state. Right. And I did not need to fall off the tightrope. I was like already wobbling and um, I needed to just make sure everything was fine. So I finally get back in with my therapist um, weekend before Halloween. Mm-hmm. I finally got back in with my therapist and I said, yo, I'm, you know, like I'm in this weird space. <laughs> like, um, I'm, I've been doing all right, you know, but like I've, I'm like, I've, I need to talk to somebody. I need to talk this out with you because, like, um, the feelings never left, but I'm trying to get over it because I have to get over it now. Like, I have to. There's nothing there. He hasn't shown anything. Like, anything is there. Yeah. You know, like, I have to get over it, but I'm going to do it in peace. Like, I don't have to see what's going on. I don't have to be, like, you know, all of that. Yeah. He doesn't use social media. We're, f- like, I'm, I'm, I'm good as long as it's out of my line of sight because that's just you know like i said i'm in a wobbly state and um the next day all like literally like if if the if it's almost as though if i was walking on the tightrope and someone had wobbled it before yeah someone untied that bitch oh <laughs> and literally gosh. and literally let me like i fell i fell because like I got a call out of nowhere in the middle of the night and I'm thinking either it's like an emergency or this is really random. I don't know what's happening. And then I'm being told that, you know, oh, I have a a new girlfriend and I can't talk to you anymore and click. (laughs) And like, I mean, so, you know, I'm still, I'm literally, I've been minding my business trying to heal in peace and shit just hit the fan. And so from that point, like a day after I went to my therapist, but like um from that point the depression really like it kicked in it kicked in hard mm-hmm. like i um i was trying to get around it by like getting back into therapy 
and then it was almost just like up oh, too late <laughs> we're already here now and yeah. so like i mean low mood um a lot of crying a lot of um like my appetite lost it um for everyone who saw me around that time man i i like i promise you i faked the best that i could I really did. Like you, you, and you remember that. Like that was one time where we, uh, one of our episodes a while ago. What? Like I came in here, cried. <laughs> yeah. And then like we recorded, and it was almost like nothing happened. <laughs> it was yeah. like it. That shit was. It hit hard because, like you know, I think just for me, as far as my myself or whatever, and like with all of the stuff that had gone on with school and whatnot. Like, even in our bad days, my relationship was, like, still, at times, a source of, like, peace. Yeah. And, um, it felt like, ev- like, I'd, like, I'd lost everything. Like, I had really, this is somebody that, you know, I really thought I was going to be with for the rest of my life, and I lost that. Right. And, um, I didn't necessarily, like, I I thought I'd ended it in a way that could. Yeah, so, um... <laughs> I got a phone call in the middle of recording. That happens sometimes. Womp. But, and all the times we recorded and no one has ever called. Ever. Ever. So now people are calling. But anyway. Yeah, no. Um, I was just saying that it was just, you know, that was like a, a, a real big blow to me because I had other expectations. I was under the impression of something else. Um, I was dealing with that hurt the best way that I could. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I was blocking people and whatnot. I found out some stuff that I wasn't really happy to hear about, like after that phone call that prompted me to like text him a very hateful message. <laughs> like I was really mad. I was really upset. Mm-hmm. And like after that, I didn't do it to get a response or anything like that. Like I literally, I texted and then went back and blocked the number. I didn't want to, no phone calls, no nothing. Because at that point, the damage had been done. You just wanted to say what you wanted to say. Yeah, just like I wanted to like let one rip and whatnot. And so like, um, yeah, no, like I think like, you know, he had sent a text message and I just, I didn't even read it. Like I hit blocked and or I text blocked and then like I deleted it and blocked that number too because I was just like this you know like I'm I am literally in a in a spiral right now and there is absolutely nothing you could say that would resolve that because this isn't it, it wasn't like it was the first time that something like that you know had happened where it's like you do something that you always have to end up apologizing for mm-hmm. or trying to fix mm-hmm. and it was just like I was I couldn't and that one was just oh that was rough so like yeah no i was like i think i told my mom one time i just was like i think i'm depressed i think like i I, you know i'm just like going down the checklist i'm like the dsm is in my head and i'm just like yep that one yep that one yep that symptom's there too right (laughs) like it was it was it was dark and um and so i uh yeah, no, I just found out I just found out some really shitty stuff even more recently like, you know, while I'm thinking that nothing is going on, everything is going on and mm-hmm. whatnot. Like I was like literally in the in the dark when he when I when he made it sound like there was no one around. There it was like that wasn't true. Mm-hmm. And it was it was just it was rough, man, to hear that he had been like dragging for me for months dragging for you like 
which I was like, a word? You know, like, I, I d didn't, didn't know that either. You know, like, oh, so I'm really in the dark. Like, you... Hmm. So, I don't know, you like, this, this nigga must hate me? I don't know what the, like, I don't know what the deal is, because on one hand, like, if I'm, you know, I'm thinking at least everything is, like, cordial and cool, and, you know, it's nice to hear from you, but to hear that, basically, you've been talking, like, talking down on, on me, or talking down on our relationship for, for months, when everybody who knows me knows that, like, even, like, when I talk about things that happened, it was like, still you know uh, with a positive tilt because i still you know like respected him a lot mm -hmm. and so like my my feelings were hurt like it were hurt i was really really hurt like i even you know like i'm thinking i'm tweeting out into the abyss or whatever like that um because everybody's blocked on everything else or whatever and then to get like you know just mm -hmm. barrages of text messages the next morning and going through that it was just like the wound never got to like heal and so it's more recently now that i've been in a better space and the depression is still there but it's like light lightening up a bit yeah because i'm surrounded by incredible people who have been nothing short of absolutely supportive like i mean didn't have a missed a beat that's good and so i'm grateful for that it's turning out okay. Yeah. I suppose. Yeah. No, it is. It is. But, I mean, to wrap up my segment, because I talked a lot. I mean, my resolution in all of this, what I've learned was that follow your gut instinct. Um, don't be afraid to hurt out loud. You don't have to, you know, heal on anybody's time clock. Mm -hmm. You got you to gotta heal in a way that actually is healing, not for the sake of appearing that you are better, but yes. really being better. Yeah. Like, you do not wake up one day after, like, just that kind of experience and then you good. Right. You know, so, like, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, I'm good getting with that. Um, and lean into God more. Hmm. Lean into God more is my resolution because what I've learned in both the school experience and the um relationship experience was like i prayed for answers i prayed for signs and god gave them to me in, in different ways and so the message that he so, like left for me was that um if you um you know if if you ask for this if you ask for these signs and i took you out of a situation that you weren't happy in why would i leave you stranded Mm -hmm. why would I leave you stranded and the, and the last thing too is that because another part of like the depression too that's kind of been like keeping it was like being angry and I'm and I'm entitled to be angry I'm ve I'm entitled to feel how I feel about the situation um but I also was like I felt as though if I were not angry about it anymore that there would be no retribution for the hurt that was caused and so I had to be angry in order for things like to come around full circle. But God was like, that ain't your battle. <laughs> yeah. That's not your battle. What he's done in his life and whatnot, that's between me and him. That's not your business. Yeah. And you don't, you know, like you, all this angry and all this kind of stuff, it, it doesn't matter. He's living his life. And, 
you know, whatever seed he's has, he has sown, whatever things that we have to talk about, like between me and him, whatever blessings are in his life between me and him, right? whatever things he has to answer for me and him, right? you worry about you <laughs> and, and, and leave that, leave everything else to me. Worry about the seed that you have sown, worry about your harvest. Mm-hmm. And in thinking about that, that also reminded me too that I was just like, you know, I'm um, that's still that is still God's child. That is still somebody that I used to pray for daily. And what my prayer needs to be now is that even though I'm not in a space yet to necessarily feel like very forgiving, mm-hmm. I still need to pray for his well being. Even if I feel like he didn't genuinely mean, you know, his best wishes for me. If I felt like it was just like to say it just to say it. I have to mean it when I say it. Right. So that, you know, like he's still covered. He's still protected. God's still looking out for him. And, I, and you know, like I think I'm growing too. Is that I, I, in, in 2018, I've, I've learned, this, you know, in these last few days that it's going to be okay. It's gonna be okay. You don't have to. You can. You have to accept reality as it is. Doesn't mean that you are okay with how reality happened. Mm-hmm. You just gotta accept it as it is right now. Focus on your energy on you, and um, yeah, no. Continue, continue to pray, but also pray for those, even those that hurt you, and it will be okay. So that's my piece. Very good. You. I know I talked a lot. I'm sorry. Continue to pray for those. That's hard. It's That's hard. A hard lesson. It's hard. It's not. It's not easy. And there's days that I want. I don't want to do it. Right. There's days I don't want to do it. But I remember too that I am still. If I claim to be a Christian and I claim to walk by faith and I claim all of these things, mm-hmm. I have to see that manifest in my actions. And so, sure, guys, like be angry, be upset, but don't lose sight of who you are and whose you are. At the end of the day. Yeah. Because if I'm angry at him for the rest of my life and whatnot, what what purpose does that serve? It's not going to make anything happen any faster. It's not going to, you know, make me feel any better. It's just going to be me being angry all the time. Right. So, like, you know, I now I can say this right now. In this moment, I you know, like, at this time in my life, I genuinely do wish him the best. And I pray, honestly, that um, God continues to work on me. Because he has something bigger and brighter in store. He wouldn't take me out of a situation that I was not happy in to just be like, okay, girl, well, you're on your own. <laughs> so, you I know. think what was helpful is that you got to say a lot of the things that you wanted to say. yeah. I mean, we're going to talk part. about our little series in February. We're going to have our little love series. And we're going to probably talk about um, why closure is a scam. Right. Because <laughs> it sure the fuck is. You are never going to get the answers that you want to hear. Closure is a scam, bro. Don't let anybody tell you different. But, um, you know, you need to say what you need to say. Everything you wanted to say and move on. And I'm glad that you've done that. Yeah. Um, Let's see. My personal life. Um... A lot of things are tied up with school for me, um, in part. And so everything's kind of probably just going to return back to that, um, probably to motivation. Because even whether it's like issues that you have with school or it's other issues, motivation can always, um, it, the 
downfalls that you have can always result in a lack of motivation and, and which will affect all kinds of areas of your life. So, um, that's not where I wanted to go first, but personally, for me, lessons of this year were, um, about truth, mm. really being truthful with myself about the issues that I face, like the things like when you sit in the dark, after you've done your day's work, after you, you know, have finished thinking about all the things that you need to do for tomorrow mm-hmm. and things are silent, do you handle the things that creep up? And so a lot of times, like, people like myself tend to bury whatever those feelings are. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, oh, that just comes around ever so often. It's nothing. Yeah. You know? Everybody must, you know, have these kinds of feelings that pop up. It'll go away. Mm-hmm. Which it will. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, But I guess my lesson of truth was really understanding that when things pop up again and again and again, it's because it needs to be addressed. Yeah. Yeah. So really being truthful about you know, why something is coming up and really like digging into that Mm -hmm. happened for me a lot in my personal life this year, Mm -hmm. even to the point where, um, a lot of things from my childhood were brought up, which were really, um, like hard for me to face and very emotional. Yeah. Um, and so just for the people that are listening, a lot of times issues that are longstanding do kind of stem from your childhood. So it's important that you kind of process that, look at that, let go, forgive, mm-hmm. um, understand how it affects you now in the future. Um, even to the point where like some of the things that I kind of just were brushing off have affected like my relationships. Like if you know me, you know that when a guy rubs me the wrong way, like I have no problem cutting him off. I could think that this was going to be my first child's father yeah my husband my business partner for life i don't know i have no problem saying bye-bye toodles like cleaning my hands of people Mm -hmm. and i really had to but at the same time while i have no problem doing that and it's not even no problem it's easy for me to do Mm -hmm. like i really had to think about well number one why are you handling people like that Mm -hmm. what positions are you putting yourself in where you feel like you have to handle people like that um and then why do you really feel like you don't have any feelings about people like right. literally i was not it wasn't that i oh well, i don't care about you like that so i can move on it was just that i was burying i was it was easy for me to bury my feelings about people yeah so that's not good either um for sure so I mean, what is the lesson in that that you are allowing those feelings to kind of be like you don't rather than bury them, you're letting them actually just come up and you're dealing with them as they come? Yeah. And really realizing that I'm not a robot. Mm-hmm. Because that's one of the lessons of this year. It's just like you're not a robot. And if you pretend to be a robot, soon these things will all like 
just build into a little mound and then it'll explode. Yeah. It's like it's like when we talk about uh like burnout and whatnot. Uh-huh. You can get burnt out by not allowing yourself to feel and mm-hmm. heal and all that kind of stuff. Like there's only so much faking the funk that you can do before yeah. that shit catches up to you. Mm-hmm. And um it yeah, like it catches up to you and you find yourself just hitting rock bottom. Yeah. And it's not fun. Yeah. And it just like I said, like when things are kind of festering, mm-hmm. they tend to spill over into other areas. Oh yeah. So important to handle things. That's what I learned. What's the it's resolution? important to process and handle things. Um my resolution has been to find pockets of motivation. Uh-huh. Um that came from earlier in the episode. Mm-hmm. My other resolution though has been to give myself the time and space purposefully to process my emotions. Oh, that's good. And then to, if I need to actually speak them out, to actually be assertive and speak them out to people. Yeah. No, that's real. That's real. I think, too, sometimes, like, when we have a lot of these emotions that keep reoccurring, too, Mm -hmm. and we keep going to the same people, Mm -hmm. we feel like we might be burning them out. Mm -hmm. And we don't want to be, like, that friend that constantly comes to you. Which nobody should be. Like, you shouldn't go to a friend and only talk to them about the bad times and you're not reciprocating, like, when they need a shoulder to lean on. Or you're not, you know, like, it's that just every time y'all talk, it's about that. I tend to not talk about shit. Right. I know. I know. Like, you, 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 people can probably tell just based on this episode who's very open and and about, like, life stuff and then who's like, so, um... Yeah, let me tell you. I'm going to feed y'all with a long spoon. But I mean, I think too, with with me and learning about me and all Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff, I realized in this year that my, the way I heal, the way I learn is Mm -hmm. to talk about things and be really honest about them. Um, And just like, let, like, let that lay because I mean, what's the worst that can happen? Somebody, you know, oh, this happened to Brie. Let me go tell so-and-so. And then what? And then... So now they know, but it's who cares? Like I don't, I don't, I really don't because it's it's not like this is some terrible thing. I didn't say nothing like you know terrible about me. Like I'm not you know all that kind of stuff or whatever. Like that. I'm just talking about you know like an experience. Yeah. And so I feel that with all experiences, with school, with personal life, with all these sorts of things, you know, I talk about that. Because I feel it on my heart to talk about it in a way that hopefully brings about healing for myself, but also hopefully will give something to somebody else. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, no, suffering silence sucks. And um, faking it sucks. You know, like, it, it does not feel good. And also, I felt, like, super alone, even though I wasn't. Mm. so to you know to when I say these kinds of things like when you talk about stuff that happened and whatnot yeah. and you find out that oh yeah girl me too and it's like uh, oh wow yeah okay I needed to talk to you because tell me how this this happened like, li- like when I tell you that I had a patient with a very similar situation and I felt like God placed me in that position to help guide her through 
that situation. Yeah. Because I was, you know, like, she was feeling very alone about it. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, um, you know, I was in a position to be that person, to be that relatable figure. Yeah. And so that's what I found out in different situations, you know, like with this particular stuff with school and whatnot, like even with, with you and I with school. I'm just like, what is the adaptive purpose of feeling un- not misunderstood? Like people won't get you and isolated. Like why, why do people feel that way? I don't when know. Kind of down or when something bad happens to them, they just feel, they feel alone. I don't know why it happens, but I I appreciate the outcomes of when we figure out what's going on and then we find people to talk to. But um, I think yeah, we've actually this is gonna be it's probably gonna be our this is I said last time will be our longest episode, but this will probably be our longest episode. We probably wouldn't have been so long had it uh had um we not been cut off by a phone call and also if um I didn't talk so much, but. Hey, like I said, goodbye. Open book. So, um, any last words about the new year and stuff before we uh, take a break? The only thing that I want to say is do not make no fake ass New Year's resolutions. Mm -hmm. If it's something like a big weight loss goal or something like that, baby steps. Yeah. All right. Take your time. Take your time and also Move realize from, from white rice to brown rice. Yeah, like if and if you fail, it doesn't mean that the resolution is dead. It just means that you just gotta bounce back. Yeah, and then maybe you need to take a, a smaller step. Uh huh. Small wins. Small wins. All right. All right. So let's take a break and we'll be right back. So now on to our social media segment. Um, let's be quick because um, I ate up a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the only thing I really want to talk about is the fact that B2K is going on tour and I want to be front row center with a velour juicy suit and I can finally give Lil Fizz the business. And um, But but do I want to give Lil Fizz? I don't, well, you know what? Lil Fizz might actually be off the market because... Um, Lil Fizz is apparently dating Omarion's baby's mother, but we'll get into Wait a minute. <laughs> but we will get into that in just a moment. Are you excited about the tour? No. Oh. <laughs> That's because I don't really I don't I don't feel like I was a fan of B2K like talking about it. What? Like, can you sing me a song? What? Sing me a song. Are you asking me to sing, sing. you a B2K song because you want to embarrass me or you want to like I need to know a song. You, you 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 can't name one B2K song. Negative. Sing me a song. I first and foremost, I will sing nothing. Secondly, I am I am surprised you were having a, a crystal moment here. I am. Cause, okay, I'm going to look it up. Because I mean, all right, so they have uh-huh, they have girlfriend. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> they have uh gots to be Girl, bump, bump, bump. Baby, turn around. Yes. That is B2K. Oh, that's horrible. Oh, 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 my little feelings are hurt. Oh, Oh, I'm crushed. You liked it? Girl, did I love B2K? What else songs did? Uh huh, uh huh. What? That, that, this is wild to me. Like, wait, I'm stuck on the fact that you are really, like, not recognizing. No, that's that's Britney Spears. Oh my gosh. 
Well, y'all, um, this segment gonna be short because <laughs> I'm gonna be going to this concert without Duffy. That's for sure. I mean, Chingy's gonna be there. Ying Yang Twins. Fucking Chingy. Girl, are you are you not excited to to bust a move to some Chingy? I'm not. I'm not willing to go back to my get down and do the eagle. Girl, I mean, I mean also also. Pretty Ricky. Fucking Chingy. <laughs> Wait. You still stuck? Are yes. you still stuck? I couldn't even move on past the person you said after Chingy. Like, wait. So what's wrong with Chingy? What? What does he rap? Oh, I, I right there. Yeah. <laughs> Girl, wait. Hold on. Are you not, like, excited about really, the, are the... y'all? Do y'all think y'all gonna have fun? Will we have fun? The pro the question is better. How much fun can we can like can we have the most fun? Can we have as much fun as possible? The only way I would have fun at that is if I dress like I was back then. I think people then, will. And then if I drink um a dirty martini, girl, which is straight liquor. When I tell you that off the strength of nostalgia alone, people are about to pack out these arenas. B two K Chingy and whom else? Ying Yang Twins okay. and Pretty Ricky. Girl, it's going to be like I the, would go to see Pretty Ricky. The though. YouTube days are coming back. Niggas humping couches. <laughs> do you remember that? Oh my God. Do you do remember you think, that? Do you think in their old age they would actually like do some of those moves? Oh uh, no. First and foremost, most of them don't have the same agility, I'm sure. Like their bodies don't bend like that no more. They weren't even really humping. It was the niggas listening to their songs, uploading videos humping. of them like slipping and sliding across the floor. <laughs> What the fuck is Yin Yang gonna perform? The Whisper song. And whistle while you twerk. Do 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 do. Okay. Girls gonna be fun. Yin Yang song. Yin Yang in the thing. It's Yin Yang in the thing. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know that one. But I mean, honestly though. Hey, yes, they're gonna be whispering and and we all grown now, so we can say all the words. First of all, I hate concerts, and so what? I definitely wouldn't spend my money on it. Oh, well, I'm going to take pictures for you, Duff, because it's going to be fun. There's only a couple people I would go see in concert. Who? Beyonce. Seen her a lot. Jill Scott. Seen her a couple Erica times. Badu. Seen her a couple times. The people who can sing. Well, look, we're not going for the vocal talent. We are going to relive the days in which we were taking pictures of or snatching out pictures from Word Up magazine and posting them in our binders and on our walls. We are here to oh, reflect on the times where <laughs> niggas were wearing oversized um, jeans and t-shirts. Everyone looked like they were wearing their much larger brother's clothing. And it was a time to be alive. We were out here wearing... Shout out to Just With The Mess talking about they look like studs. <laughs> they do look a little studly. That's okay, though, because we were attracted to them. We we loved them as they I... were. I was team Lil Fizz. I probably would have been team Omarion, whatever it was. I mean, I appreciate the girls who love the Raspies and the J-Bugs and the Omarions, but Lil Fizz is where it's at. 
even though he's been acting a fool as of late. Gosh, on... he's turned into a strange adult. Yeah, reality TV has not been in his favor. He's one of those guys who, when you see him on reality TV, he might not be like this at all, but he comes off like a fuckboy. Yeah, no, he has like, very I don't give a shit about weird. what you're saying. I don't care about your feelings. But, you know, they also... Like, I feel like there's probably some level of truth to it, and then there's also we need to get y'all to watch these episodes. And all of those, all of those shows are very carefully like curated as far mm-hmm. as what's gonna happen who's gonna talk to who who's going to initiate a fight like they set them people up to show their ass at every given moment which is why i think he often has that attitude because i think he just be like looking at people with the side eye like shut the fuck up <laughs> like i'm not trying to talk about that on here which speaking of fuckboy mess or whatever like i was saying earlier about him possibly dating omarion's baby's mother wasn't he just on that tv show with that with that girl marriage boot camp with um i saw a clip of that and i was confused but then also think about marriage boot camp was probably shot like it was it was shot months ago yeah who knows so what's done, transpired first since of then. all just from the little clips of that marriage boot camp him and that girl just like the kind of behavior that i just said he displayed Mm -hmm. it was the same thing on on those clips him looking at her like shut the fuck up see i don't and i i don't like there's nothing about there's no amount of money that will get me to go on reality tv and present myself as something other than like my best self like i don't like i just i don't i wouldn't want to go on reality tv and now everyone's perception of me is like oh you're an ass because that was the person i was asked to portray or like yeah to like turn up the 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 fuck boy tendencies just a touch to happen though when you're not fun what that's what happens when you're not fun. When you're not fun? Yeah. On reality TV? Yeah. Well, oh. Like when you're not a fun person, oh. then you get the mess card. Yeah, so if you're not the the good guy, you have to play some role. Yeah, like Ray, like Ray J, for example, he With ended up glasses. doing a lot of fuck-ass shit. Yeah. But at the same time, you were always trying to look at what invention Ray was coming up with, what kind of situation he was trying to get to unfold. You know, he was entertaining. All I remember about Ray J is him pushing Princess in the pool. And yes, we played that a lot. And and she should not have tried to fight with him. I did that. See, and that's the thing, too. It was just like, if y'all did that for TV, first and foremost, that was, like, definitely not okay. But y'all, you know, like, it's on TV now. It's in everybody's memory that you pushed that girl in the pool and also that she poured a drink on you. Like, it was just, like, I, mm, And then she no. had your baby. I think about that sometimes. And that, have you seen their daughter? On TV? Their daughter is so cute. She is adorable. Oh, my gosh. She looks that like. That girl looks like Sonya. You wouldn't be the first person to say that. I think she actually looks like her mother. But she looks like her mom to me, but it's like this it's the little, hair it's the, it, and her the shape of her head and everything and the way her eyes do. She yeah. looks like Sonya. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna go back and look because I think the Sonya thing is that she she has Sonya's hair. Sonya's no, been wearing Sonya's that hair eyes too a lot, but her her mother's eyes are almost like this, like the almond shaped oh, kind of. Likes his mom. Yeah. Okay. I don't, I just, but yeah. Anyway, back to Marion's baby's mother, April possibly dating Lil Fizz is confusing what? because is he a good father? I, I wouldn't know. I can't go over I what never the internet heard, tells me. I never heard Monique talk bad about him as a father. 
No, and that's the crazy thing too is that because this is how the people the story is that Monice may have let slip that Lil Fizz is dating April. However, when you look at the comments that were posted, because I mean, hell, I can't even lie, the shade room has popped up on my explore page, and I have looked, and so I looked. Well, girl, I mean, they need storylines, so who knows. But I looked at it and it was like people were saying, oh, you better because she was posted somebody's arm and she was speaking very fondly of that person. And people thought it was a little fizz, I guess. And were like, oh, you better take that down before April gets in your ass. And it was like, well, wait a minute. How did Monice break the story if people were already saying something about April in her comments? What yeah. what did, what beat did we miss? Where this see this and this is what some Mona Scott manufactured BS <laughs> because for all we know ain't there ain't none of that going on. April's just about to make her come back to reality TV because Fashion Nova checks aren't cutting it. That's what I think. Oh my god! Because they was on Instagram live fussing at each other. Like what in the hell is going on, Monice and, and April? We're back and forth fussing. I said, this isn't a conversation that you guys can could have had. Because the last thing I saw Pridately? was that April was talking about how Omarion does not help her with the children. How he hid, he hid all of his assets so that in court, he wouldn't have to pay much or anything. Well, that's trifling. That's what I heard. Well, I did see something too where she said that she was from putting her on from her mom. From her mom. Oh, from her mouth. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. sure. And I think I saw something recently about her talking about how she was not happy in the relationship, and like they were fronting for the TV show, and that's why they decided to get off of it. And shortly after, break up. Break up. Um, girl, that's why you can't believe everything you see on um on TV, on the internet, on social media. They had a lot of people posting real cute couples pictures. Let me and, tell you something about set and work. It ain't it ain't it. Set work looking at Erica behind and Safari. the scenes is behind the scenes, okay? <laughs> uh-huh. You don't know what goes on back there. Because you saw Erica and Safari got engaged as well, huh? Yeah, that was some weird ass shit. I love the fact that these people are so committed to these checks. <laughs> that... I wanna be that committed. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about chase a bag. Y'all are just de- just defiling the sanctity of marriage and all kinds of stuff for a bag. I see you, you scammers, you. <laughs> Joe Button literally was on TV one day on Love & Hip Hop New York saying, I'm going to get married to her. I'm going to propose to her when I'm ready. This was after her sisters were sitting at the table flashing their little promise rings and shit. and promise talking about. Rings. Okay, and talking about how, you know, where's her ring? She doesn't have one. And then he was like, I'm going to propose to her when I'm good and goddamn ready. And then there he was proposing to her. That's probably going to be on the show. It was. And then right after this, here's Erica and Safari. Now, not just too long back, both of them were on Scared Famous. And Erica was in the relationship with that other dude. Um, but Safari was rubbing her feet on the TV. It's just too much. I don't know. And now they're together. Somebody. And oh, the gate. The engagement was weird though. Like he yeah. literally. It was Christmas. Something. We got some off the table. There it was, was too the many ring. candles around. 
He opened it. It was dark as fuck in there. He opened it. And she was like, oh my god. Are you serious? And then she said, hold me, hold me. It was me. I So then he held her. Didn't put the ring on yet. Held her. Yeah. And then got back down and put the ring on. And and I mean, if it was acting, if she was I don't know. Like, see, you can't you can't even really tell because I really believe that since Santana and Joe Budden's relationship is weird, probably how it got started because it probably was manufactured by Mona Scott, but it actually turned out into a real thing. Um, I think Carmina, honestly, though, is like a what do you call those these type of people? Like suckers for love? Oh, a serial monogamous? No. Oh, cause she don't be in the relationships that long, but like. She's just like serial dater. No, not dating. Cause she actually like puts these people on her page and they like you know tonguing them down and all of this. So I wouldn't say that. But she's just like she just wants to be in. It's like she wants to be in love so bad. Oh well, yeah, sure. I mean, shit. She's not alone. There's a lot of women who are just will just jump into you know relationship after relationship because they want that to be loved they love to love and therefore yeah. i mean if somebody presents them with that opportunity to to get into that and do it then it's you know it's game on so maybe she really does love safari and maybe I safari think she loves, love. loves yeah some people love love regardless of who the person is and whatnot they just i mean i'm glad that's not an illness that i've been stricken with but oh i mean my God. <laughs> Nah, for real though, cause I that back to back to back kind of stuff that that seems exhausting. It does. That seems really exhausting. But like, and um, then you gonna always cry after every breakup, girl. Like that. The lies. We just got finished talking about like literally being depressed. I don't want to. I don't want to <laughs> <laughs> any parts of any of those other shenanigans. But no, I mean, if they are genuinely in love with each other, then I wish them the best. If they're doing this for TV, I mean, still wish them the best because they got a bag. And off that's of it. fun. Like, that and they probably having a, a grand old time. Can like, you imagine they have fireworks talking. and all of that. Yeah. Yeah, somebody somebody said though that because since Santana got engaged, that's what prompted, like like you know like for since Santana to get engaged so quick, or so for Erica to get engaged so quick after since Santana got engaged, and like they were saying like you know she been she she is angry at sin like she's still mad about their relationship and was talking like dirty about her and everything and whatever really when i don't know like i I read this somewhere and i was just like yeah no since santana um got engaged so erica hurried up and got engaged like what does since santana have that erica needs you know but if she's if she's actually angry at that girl like if she's genuinely angry and does not want to like she you can't be happy and i'm not happy so i'm about to go make my happy like, I'm about to make well, sure I'm happy. But whatever that means. Santana is who? Like, why? why Wait, you don't know that they feel? dated? Yeah, I know they dated, but why would she need to feel that way about her? Like, why? You, well, I mean, the way it looked on the she show, they... How many people has she dated after that? You know, still, like, with money. She could still be mad. She can She can have dated 10, 20 people after her and still Girl, be pissed off be, at Santana. For what reason, I do not know. I, it, I think it was because after they broke up, she dated rich dollars like why do we know these storylines <laughs> why do we know these and things? i thought she was into rich what since santana 
No. Erica Mena? Yeah. Oh, well, probably. See, look, you're right. She might love love and was in love with... with. She was crying from the nose over Rich. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that meme. She she created a good good gif, good meme of her, like, that shouting thing or yeah. whatever. When she was screaming. Boy. Crying from the fucking nose. Yeah, when you start snotting, that's when you mean it. <laughs> but anyway, uh, we we started talking about B2K and ended up talking about uh, Erica Mena and Sin Santana. But wonderful, all of these things are what the interwebs are talking about. That and um, Bird Box, but um, I haven't watched it yet. I've seen some very funny jokes. We're gonna and let Brie watch it first. I'm gonna probably catch it on another day. I think people are doing way too much with it, but you know, I mean, the the jokes that I've seen have been very funny. I've even seen some people recreate scenes like um this this mom is uh late and like her two kids or whatever like that splashing around in the bathtub as if they was in the boat I, ridiculous i i, I it makes like me want to watch it it makes me want to watch good. it it's good i think you just shouldn't have like your, your hopes up like expect for it to be a good netflix movie okay i've seen okay. that i've seen that review i've seen people a say good that good netflix emphasis movie. on netflix huh chill night get you some fucking popcorn Mm -hmm. you don't drink so have you a virgin sangria i can just drink grape juice for all that all right (laughs) and just watch the damn movie well i will watch the movie um i will definitely like to watch it with someone we're gonna watch we're gonna watch it we're gonna post it up because thriller even thrillers get me but speaking of thrillers also jordan peele's movies coming out us and um everybody has been raving about him um mixing i got five on it like with this like kind of like loonies 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 i've never been able to pronounce it correctly but like the but the to make that song into like a horror movie theme dog I was spooked, my nigga. Like, I was like, I thought Get Out was going to get me. Watch, this movie is going to have me in it, like, curled up in a ball probably and somewhere. I'm, I'm just happy about uh, Jordan Peele's trajectory so far because yeah. those people were acting. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. No, Jordan Peele is definitely trying to do something with the horror genre. I'm not into horror movies, but I I'm, think... I, I'm into it. See, I would be into horror movies if it wasn't so much centered around gore and shock. That's not horror to me. That's gross out like stuff. That's like it's it got into like with Saw and Hostel yeah. and um I forgot what that other one is, but this guy who's kind of well known for making that kind of really gross out stuff, mm-hmm. like human centipede, like stuff like that is not horror to me. It's not scary. It's just it's shocking and it's it's not yeah. that's not entertainment to me, but some people enjoy like torture porn. Oh. And it's not actual porn, but it's like they the thrill. Oh, that's what you're saying? Yeah, okay. like the thrill of watching people's fingers get torn off. Fuck that. And like toenails being ripped off and shit. Like it's it's like it's I can't I can't even listen to it. I, I can't. No, I can't. I'm not into that. I I'm can't. into the thrillers though. But the see a thriller? Thrillers, the psychological thrillers I which thought, are horror. And get out had just enough blood and just enough scares right. and just enough laughs. Right. I feel like if Jordan Peele, if that's gonna Do be his thing, thing. Yes, we're gonna go see that together. Oh yes, yes, yes Girl, yes. we're gonna be like first in line. Cause man, to get to get me to go see a horror movie, you gotta be doing something right. So I yeah. saw Get Out in theaters. I'm definitely gonna go see us. Also because uh Mbaku 
right. is making an, an appearance again. Who is acting. It's big fine ass. Mm-hmm. Girl. <laughs> and wait, somebody said... He um, plays a, an African-American dad. Somebody said that he stole uh, T'Challa's girl after all. After he got washed. Right? Because <laughs> Lupita's in there and, and it's just like, oh, I thought you was with T'Challa. Right. So he went all ran off with Mbaku and had some little beautiful little black kids. Beautiful dark skinned black baby. And I love too that somebody the statement that I think that and I, I wish I had it in front of me, but there it was a really good statement about it's not like this this isn't you know, this having an all black family, having a dark skinned family isn't it's like I'm not centering this about race. I'm trying to just normalize this image. Like, is this not, like, some commentary on, like, skin and darkness and all that? Like, it's nothing extra. I'm not doing anything. There's no extra layers here. This is just a dark skin family that we don't get to see often um, in different media. Yeah. And I love that because it was just like, yeah, you know, like, enough of the, like, we're not about to think pieces to death. Like, it's literally just a family of a darker hue and we're going to normalize that and keep normalizing it and... Just I I loved I loved that I was like yes, all right Jordan you on it you you are on it I'm gonna support this support the support black filmmakers right so yeah this is going this is the longest episode if y'all okay. make it through the whole episode I mean well if y'all can make it through two hours of the read y'all can most certainly make it through an hour and a half of us <laughs> so but um yeah. All right, we about to wrap it up because I'm hungry. Um, I'm sure I have to go and return that phone call that I got, um, which, who was that? I hate when I get phone calls from unknown numbers. But anyway, so we are out. We will see y'all in 2019. Remember to um, just stay positive, keep pushing. We hope that our, you know, talking about our stories uh did you know was helpful for you guys yeah um we hope you got some good insights some laughs some whatever you needed we hope you got it (laughs) anything from you Duff? any updates any news any things that the people should be looking out for i have nothing (laughs) okay (laughs) (laughs) and same so all right we out of here y'all we josen all right y'all later